welcome back. Welcome back. Another week, another podcast episode, and another guest. But before we get to that, uh, apologies, there is a dog barking in the distance somewhere, <laughs> which we did say before. We did wait to, to start filming, but somebody, somebody's let their dog out. Um, but anyway, before we get into introducing the de- guest, um, as always, my name is Sam. I'm back uh, talking about football, as we always do. And with me, as always, is my ever-present podcasting partner, Mr. Alex Tamuta. How are you doing? I, th- I thought you were going to introduce the dog. I'm not even going to lie. I've been, <laughs> I've been called some things in my life where I thought, okay, that was me. But yeah, no, it's good to be back. Uh, it's been quite a week for Welsh football in particular. We yeah. had... Uh, well, I say Swansea lost twice. Cardiff had the five, five nil, but that's nice, not why we're nice here today. To get that in. Nice. We're, yeah, we had to slip it in quick before you know before we started talking. But this that's not why we're here today. We, it's as not. you said, we have got a special guest. We'd like to introduce him. We have, we have got the football explainer with us, uh, who is big on TikTok. That's where we found him. We've got, we have got a TikToker <laughs> yeah, on board, ladies and gentlemen. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not Addison Ray. It's better. It's better. <laughs> he knows oh, I appreciate it. I can do the dance moves for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really work on a podcast though, does it? <laughs> redundant. Um, yeah, so we've got the football explainer with us. Uh, we are, we are, we've been excited for this one, haven't we, Alf? We're looking forward to it. Yeah, that. we have. Uh, obviously, we had, we had Jordan on last week. That was a really good chat. So we're hoping for another one uh, this week. So shall we just kick off with some quick fire questions? First well, actually, well, go on. I think you're going to ask the same question as me. I, I'm going to ask, first of all, who do you support? That was my question. I, I support Chelsea, as you can see right here. Yeah. Big, big Chelsea fan. This is the yeah. only This is the only strip. This is the only legitimate strip my dad has ever bought for me. And would you like to guess who's on the back? Uh, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Wait, let me guess. All right, so for those of you watching, okay, uh, the Football Explainer has presented us with a shirt that he's got hanging in the background. It's a Chelsea shirt from, if I'm not mistaken, the 2006-07 season. Yeah, something around that. I don't really know. Something like, okay, yeah. okay. And on the back, uh, it has to be Mr. Drogba. Okay, so we've got one Didier Drogba. I'm, I'm going Michael Balak. I'm going Rogue. Oh, that's too fair. That's a good one. I used to love him. And Didier Drog was the goat. But on the back, we have John Terry. Mr. Oh, John, Terry. John Terry. Mr. John Terry. My dad didn't really get any of the cultural references of like who John <laughs> Terry is and what he's known for. So, yeah, shout out my dad. <laughs> Big up the hey, dad. Your dad's got to and send him off. What, what <laughs> Honestly. Um, so Chelsea, okay, Chelsea supporter. So I suppose that sort of leads us quite nicely into our first real quick fire question. Who is your favourite ever footballer? Uh, what of Chelsea or just in general? In general, give us both. General. Give us both. So Didier Drogba, as like a, as like an Asian guy living in like a living in a white area, seeing a black guy do bits in like a white man's sport. That was just, for me, he was just like the love of my life. And obviously when he scored that goal in Munich, oh my God, me and my dad, we, we broke down. We broke down. Even though my dad's technically an Arsenal fan, he broke down with me. Uh, but overall, that's tough, you know. That's tough. I love Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard is one of those players that when you watch him play, you cannot, you cannot like sit down. Like if you if you're sitting down and watching Ed Nazar, there's something wrong with you, and that's the same for Neymar as well. Like if you can sit down watching those two, then like yeah, there's something yeah. wrong with you. But I'd probably go like Ed Nazar is like right now, but of all time, the like legend 
Didier Drogba for sure. My guy. Correct answer. Yeah. Correct answer. Yeah. There's there's nothing more to be said. Drogba's the correct answer. Anything else is wrong. Maybe Ronaldinho. Sam said Ronaldinho. Like we talk about Neymar, we talk about Hazard. And I think Ronaldinho was like, I I suppose, like to me, he'd be like the inspiration to those other players. But Drogba, you've got to say Drogba, and the big man. Yeah, like like recently, what I've realized, especially being on TikTok, it's become like, very toxic and like instead of me becoming more toxic from being in that world it's kind of pushed me the other way with football whereas like now when i watch it i'm like i just enjoy greatness i just enjoy just like watching things that i literally cannot do like watching neymar and messi dribbling with a ball is just like oh it's just like next level isn't it yeah Yeah, it just brings me happiness now I, I agree though, because like we we toyed with getting a TikTok, didn't we, Al? We were like, shall yeah, we? Yeah, we oh. still are. I think yeah. t- t- I, I still oh. am a little bit. Sam's oh. not really, but I'm I see sort of... so many people on football TikTok just getting it like pure abuse. And I'm like, nah, I, I'm not one for that. <laughs> like, I'd rather just stay on a podcast. We can't see my face. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> uh, no, if, if you put out terrible opinions, you are going to get it on TikTok. I'm not going to yeah. mention any names, but there's don't. some people on that app who <laughs> put out the most, the worst yeah. opinions out there. And I'm just like, you're I'm, asking for hate. Do not cope. Quite, quite a few of them are Liverpool fans. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Man United fans, I think. With Wait, all due who, who, who do you guys support? Um, so we're Swansea fans. Swansea fans. Oh, okay. Big so I'm jacks. gonna shout. I'm gonna shout out my my army, and you'll like the name of this army. The army that like my fans are the most OG of fans, which if I have any, are called the Cabango Army. We noticed that, this in your bio. We right? did, yeah, and we were very intrigued by the Cabango yeah. Army reference. What's because... what's the origin of that? So basically, there's this guy who always comes in my live streams and he always asks like, oh, watch the Welsh Derby highlights, watch the Welsh Derby highlights. And I always like play off. I'm like, oh, they're just like people from Wales. Why the hell would I want to watch the Welsh Derby highlights? Like, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I love Brendan Rodgers and Scott Sinclair and all the all them, man. But like, I take it as a joke. <laughs> and then this guy was like, oh, yeah, they've got amazing players. They've got like, he named like loads of names. Then he said Benga Bango. And at this point, I was like, I, I was not in a normal state. I'll just put it that way. I wasn't in a normal state. And when I saw Ben Cabango, I was like, there is no way there is a human on this earth with a second name called Cabango. <laughs> and I was like, I was dying. I was absolutely like in fits. And I Googled Amazing. it and I was like, I was like, Ben Cabango, this is a real person. And then like his name, oh, his, his dad's name on Google is literally just one word. It's just Paolo. I think yeah. Paolo, was, it's just one word. And I'm like, you're such a legend. One, your name's Ben Cabango, and your dad only has one name. What a G. <laughs> we do love Cabango, don't we? We, we do we, love oh, Ben Cabango. We, we made up a chant, which we're not going to sing now. Not yet. No, <laughs> but we, liberty, we came up. Back on the Liberty, that will be coming out, let me tell you. Straight <laughs> from KFC car park, let me tell you. Yeah. That. But when I watch him play, though, like I, ju- I don't know if this guy's being serious because he always says, oh, he's going to make it in the Prem, he's going to make it in the Prem. But when I watch him, like he looks like he struggles to run. Like, not even like on a banter thing. Like, he's he actually lump- looks like he big. struggles to run. Yeah, he is big. He's, he's physical. Like, I suppose, he, like, we've watched a lot of him now. And um, I can I just say, I absolutely love that we've got a Swan, we've, we've got a guest on who's not the Swans fan for the first sure, time. We were petrified. <laughs> Yeah. We were going to get a Swansea fan on again. Yeah, we've got <laughs> into such oh, depth. Stop talking about yeah. Swansea. Um, yeah, and we're still talking about Swans. Cracks me up. Yeah. Um, I I rate him personally. Like he's no Joe Roden for me. Like he's he's not quite that sort of level. But I think he's I think got potential. I think he's got potential. But um, 
shall we keen to we... keen to move on from Swansea yeah. because that Let's seems to be our favorite topic. Favorite manager, Mr. TFP. Of, uh, of all time or like currently right now? Both. Well, Why not? <sighs> I will say right now is probably like seeing this is like this doesn't answer your question. So I'm not being a uh, guest here. But like see, when Lampard left, he's technically now when Lampard left, that hit me. That really did hit me as like on a human level. But to answer your question, my favorite manager of all time. Like it's hard to look away from Chelsea because obviously like I'm a Chelsea fan. Um Conte was good, pretty decent. The football was a bit dead, though. Like, everyone always gassed up, oh, we were great under Conte. But the football is actually, like, terrible. Like, it was terrible. Uh, Gus Hiddings, I think he's just such a mean manager. He came in, like, twice <laughs> as an interim. interim, And the game, uh, like, he came in the second time after Mourinho. And I think it was, like, it was the first game was against Sunderland. I know it was against Sunderland. I don't know why I was thinking about that. But, like, his first game against Sunderland, I don't think I've seen more liquid football at Chelsea Football Club than that one game in 2015-16. So, Gus Hiddink would probably be up there. But, like, if I'd say overall, like, I can't go anywhere apart from Mourinho. Like, yeah. I wanted to hate him when he was at Tottenham, but I can't. I literally cannot hate the man when he's at Mourinho. Like, I want him to... I hate Tottenham, but I want Harry Kane and Jose Mourinho to win titles. Like, it's weird, because I'm, like, kind of rooting for Spurs to win the Carabao Cup final, but because, because of my love for those two men, Harry Kane and Jose Mourinho. Do, we put this question out on our Instagram the other day. Do you think, then, that Jose Mourinho is outdated? Because I think he's hugely outdated, and I don't think anymore he can be classed as a top manager, personally. Um... I don't think he's outdated. I think that narrative is just like it's it's become mainstream, so people just believe it. But like when you're seeing like what he's still doing, like at at Man United, he was still playing decent football. He got them to second in the league, like after Pep Guardiola. Like, Pep Guardiola came in and took over the Prem. Like, he took over the Prem, and he was still second. Like I think Liverpool was fourth and Chelsea were third that season, and he was decent then. And then at Tottenham, like. They did play like okay football last year. Like they did play decent football. But like I wouldn't say he's outdated, but because it recently he has changed it up a little bit. Like, especially his treatment of the players. Like he after the Zagreb game, he he said, um, what do you say? Yeah, he was like, Oh yeah, it's my team. Um, these were my mistakes from my team, my mistakes. And he was like putting it all on himself. And so I think still think he's got like a bit left to give but like because of his attitude and I don't think there's many places after Tottenham that he can really like go but I still do think if you put him in it like a Real Madrid or Barcelona he would dominate like he's just that good do, do you know what I'd love to see him back a Porto yeah I'd absolutely love to see him back a Porto can you hear the rain for crying out loud <laughs> <laughs> dogs rain hail I mean this is a nightmare <laughs> It was. It is. It snowing like in your end. Uh, yeah, pretty much hail. I think it's just ice falling from the sky at the moment. Because um, <laughs> today it was like four p.m. and literally it just started hailing outside, and now it's like sunny as sunny as like any other day. And I'm just like, what's going on? Honestly, what is going on? I love this guy. I love this guy I, so I, much. I, I love you. Man. Um, <laughs> you fit right in because we go off on tangents all the time. We do. all the time. Um, now, right uh, all right, favorite stadium. Favorite stadium, St James's. Oh, St James's Park every day of the week. Really, St James's Park. Basically, I'm from I'm from Newcastle, so obviously, like back in the day, 
like my parents weren't wanting me to go to London to go watch Chelsea games. So I just used to go to Newcastle games all the time. I'm sitting in the Gallagate corner uh, in the 2015-16 season. When when was this? Yeah, 2015. Rafa Benitez, I think he was the manager then. And um, the, we beat Tottenham on the last day 5-1. Uh, but we'd gone, we'd already been relegated. Mike relegated, Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Mike Williamson. I, I really despise you as a human being. Thank you very much for that. But like, um, <laughs> but but that that game, Tottenham versus Newcastle, like that. I can't describe the atmosphere. Like you guys probably gas up the Liberty Stadium, but St James's Park on that day was just like that was the place to be. That was the St. place to be. St James's Park is the one stadium. Well, two. I want to go to the Emirates just because of how you know the whole look of it. But St James's Park is the one stadium I want to go to if we ever yeah. get a chance. Yeah, when you um, go, make sure to go in the Gallagate Corner. Always ask for the Gallagate Corner. If you're gonna go and get it on match day, just say, "Yeah, can I get tickets in the Gallagate Corner?" And if they say no, don't go. Honestly, because you want to go, <laughs> you want to go there, and you want to have like, you want to have that feeling. You really want to yeah. have that feeling straight that, that, away. That, that, I'm assuming that's the equivalent of the East Stand, then down the Liberty. Yeah, Hall. would be ours. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. probably not as okay, noisy though. So if I kind of leads us to the well, go on. What were we gonna say? I, I was just gonna quickly ask. In a word, are Newcastle staying up? <sighs> oh, I didn't want you to ask me this. I really didn't want you to ask in me this. In a word, in, yes or no. Yes. Ooh, big call. Yeah, well. yeah, I think I think Fulham are like the only really real team they're fighting with is Fulham, right? Mm. But like Newcastle do this weird, weird thing where they will play terrible football for like months, but then they'll go on like a three-game win streak and then they're like 15th in the league. They did this last year. They were like playing with relegation, and then they won like five of their last eight or something, and then they finished 13th. And Mike Ashley will just look at that at the end of the season and be like, oh yeah, Steve Bruce is amazing. Good, like when season, yeah. in reality, Steve Bruce is the worst manager in the league. Like yeah. by a mile, by a good mile, he's the worst manager in the league. And if, if Newcastle get relegated, it's down to Steve Bruce and Steve Bruce only. But yeah, let's let's hope. Fingers crossed they don't get relegated. Um, Best game you've been to. Presumably, it's the one you've just spoken about. But if it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. tell us otherwise. The, yeah, the Newcastle Tottenham game was probably probably the best. But if I'd give you another one, I'd probably go for Chelsea Tottenham. Chelsea Tottenham in the Carabao Cup semi final. When uh, I was there, it was in like the 2018-19 season. It was like my first year of uni, and um, I started going to loads of Chelsea games. So and I'd like accrued enough points to go to the semi final, and I was like, wow, I get to go see like Chelsea versus Tottenham, a big big game. And uh, that day was amazing. I think we won on penalties, but Kante scored a goal like right down the other end of the pitch and he nutmegged like three players. I remember yeah, seeing I remember that, that and being like, wow, this is this is incredible. And seeing Ed Hazard in 18-19 was, was a true joy to watch. So if I had to go for like a second best game, I'd probably go for that Chelsea-Tottenham game. Fair. As long as Tottenham lose then, I suppose. Honestly, if if Tottenham lose, I'm a happy boy. Like I hope <laughs> I as soon as Kane and as soon as Kane and um Mourinho leave Tottenham, I will have full hatred again. Right now I'm like, I want Kane to kind of do bits, I want Mourinho to win something. But like as soon as they go, I hate Tottenham like <laughs> passionately again. <laughs> um okay, let's sort of move on to the 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 next bit of questions. Um what is your earliest football memory? Um, probably earliest football memory. These are some good questions, by the way. You should you should do more of these podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. No, it's um, like, we do it. like it's not like we do it every week, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but earliest football memory, I'd probably say watching ESPN classics in my 
in my like front room. And I remember, do, do you remember watching ESPN Classic? Uh, we all live the same life. <laughs> oh, well, we, we, actually, all, we just did. Life, we all actually yeah. have, haven't we? I, and basically, I, I remember that day. Um, like basically, I've got an older sister, and like my older sister was like the king for me. She was like, she that, that sounds mad, but like she went like you you know when you have an older sibling, you like idolize them when you're like a really little kid. Like that was me basically. And um, I remember I was watching the Chelsea Middlesbrough Chelsea Middlesbrough I think. I think it was Chelsea Middlesbrough in the 97 FA Cup final. But like obviously, ESPN Classics, that was a classic. So they played that. And my sister came in and she was like, oh, who's winning? I was like four at this time, by the way, for some context. Uh, and she goes, oh, who's winning? And she, I said Chelsea. And she goes, oh, I support Chelsea. And I was like, so do I. And that's basically how I support Chelsea. <laughs> so technically, that's, that's the long story. But in the short story, if someone goes, oh, why do you support Chelsea? I'll just say, oh, family in it. But in reality, it's because my sister's a gl- little glory sporter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. But, but yeah, that, that's probably my earliest memory. Uh, apart from that, maybe like, I remember like 07, 08, getting, getting, um, get my first Newcastle kits. Those, that, was, that was a good memory as well. So probably those two. Cool. I like them. Uh, biggest high as a football fan? Um. Shockingly, it's not it's not the Champions League win. Shockingly, it's not the Champions League win. Um, but biggest high. Oh, okay, let me think about this one. Let me think about this one. Uh, probably going to uh, actually one of them will probably be going to Stamford Bridge for the first time. I went in like I went in 2018, 20, 2018. Yeah, it was like the first two months of uni, and actually like. The fact that I'd like idolized Stamford Bridge for years, like I'd like Stamford Bridge for like what 10, 12 years, and then actually getting to walk through the walk through the like turnstiles and actually look up, I felt like a little kid. So that's probably like one of the best highs. Going to Wembley, that was pretty nice. Um, biggest high though, probably like I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that 15-16 game against Tottenham was just like electric. <laughs> like everyone was. When I tell you, right, nobody was watching the game. No, not one person in that stadium, apart from the Tottenham fans, were watching the game. And even when it went to 4-1, they probably like turned away. But everyone was singing to Rafa Benitez, like, Rafa Benitez, we want you to stay. And um, uh, and he was like trying to be professional, trying to like organize the players and stuff. But then every like five or ten minutes, he would like wave at the fans. He'd like, he'd, <laughs> he'd like not look, but he'd like wave. He'd be like, yeah, I acknowledge you, I acknowledge you. So like that day was just like, I will never ever forget that. So probably that would probably be like my biggest high. I read that. I read that. I'll try. I'll try and steer away from that moment for the next few. <laughs> I'll stay away from that moment. I think it's just so next, hard not I, to remember. That. I think our next question might automatically steer you in the opposite direction. So we've had your highest point. What's been your lowest point as a fan? Ooh. Uh, when Chelsea lost to Leicester in 2015, December 2015, I was at like some charity event helping out, and um, and this is in St James's Park, and in the um. Uh, in St. James Park, they have like loads of TVs and basically we set up the event. So me and a couple of my boys were just watching the game and we would go in every so often to watch the game. And I remember the third or fourth time I went out to watch the Chelsea Leicester game, um, Riyad Mahrez had just turned Aspilicueta inside out and just scored like one of the best goals of the season. And I was just like, I remember seeing that and just being like, it's over. Like, I remember watching that as like a 15-year-old, honestly, just being like, yeah, Jose Mourinho, he's finished now. Like, he's done. Yeah, wasn't you that think his he's last finished? Game? Say that again. Wasn't that his last game for Chelsea? I think so, yeah. 
I think so. I remember but as that. in like yeah. watching that was just like oh, that was just so painful watching watching Riyad Morris turn Aspilicueta into a fidget spinner and just putting it top bins. I was just like <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Jose Mourinho's done here. Like he's actually done out. So yeah, I'd probably go for that. I'd probably go for that. So we've had worst point, highest point. What's on your bucket list? Football wise. Football, <laughs> like, yeah, not, not like, like, I want to jump off a plane or anything China. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as football goes, what is on your bucket list? Uh, it's like pretty standard, like going to watch a going to watch a game, like at one of these like big stadiums, like the um the Bombonera in Argentina. I don't know if you'd like you probably know what that is, right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh where Boca Juniors play. I want to go to that. I said the Riviera Derby. I don't know. I don't know what these Argentinians call it these days. But that derby <laughs> between Boca and who River Plate. Yeah, River Plate. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I want to go see that. And uh, I want to go to the Borussia Dortmund Stadium when they're actually good. Yeah. I think Borussia Dortmund are one of the most overrated teams in the world, by the way. But I'll just really? leave that for another day. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Honestly, without Erling no, Braut Holland, ex- they, would, they would be bummed. Let's, let's, let's chat on that for a bit. Let's, um, honestly, if, if, Borussia, if Borussia Dortmund didn't have Erling Braut Holland, they would be bums. Like, I rate Jude Bellingham, Guerrero, <laughs> Khan, and, um, and Sancho. I think they're great. Honestly, as a club, they are bums. They are actually bums. Without Haaland, they have no hype. As soon as they lose Haaland, they've lost everything. Like, they're so overrated. The last time they did anything in the Champions League was like eight years ago. And people yeah. always go, oh, Borussia Dortmund, dark horse for the Champions League. It's like, when was the last time they did anything? When? I think, the 96 I, I when think... Ricky, when Paul Lambert was cutting up there? No. Yeah. Like, that was like 25 <laughs> years ago. Get over yourself. And I feel passionately about this point that Dortmund is so overrated. They're so <laughs> yeah. overrated. I love, I love the, the passion. League. I love the passion. I, um, honestly, yeah. I, I, I can see City completely turn them inside out this week in the Champions League. Yeah, I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to watching that. This goes out. Well, we're recording this about half an hour before kickoff. And this goes out three days, four days after kickoff. So I could end up with massive egg on my face here. But I think I City, doubt it though. I do. I, I highly City doubt it. Over two legs are going to turn them inside out. I really do. I can certainly see your point about Dortmund, but the, I think Dortmund's problem is they're a selling club, and the buyers yeah. are always Bayern Munich. So yeah. if Haaland doesn't go to Bayern, if Jude Bellingham doesn't go to Bayern, if Sean Sancho doesn't, they'll you know they'll go abroad. That's just their nature. They're a selling club. I find Arsenal are kind of the same now. They're kind of a selling club, and they'll buy players yeah. like Lacazette. Okay, Lacazette, he was good in France. Aubameyang was good, you know. Again, at Dortmund, they went to Arsenal, but then, do you know what I mean? They're not, they're not quite the club they were. So, yeah, I can certainly see your point. To be honest with you, but what, what are your, what are your guys' predictions for for tonight's games, like Real Madrid, Liverpool, and Man City, Dortmund? Then, oh, see now this this has got real potential this. for me to look like a mug because this goes out <laughs> me later. too. Um, I can see Liverpool doing Real Madrid. I can see them yeah. doing them tonight. Um, I can see City, like I said, turning turning over uh, Dortmund and running rings around them. I think Chelsea should beat Porto tomorrow. They should. Right, I think, with all due Good respect, answer. I know they beat Juventus, but with all due respect, Chelsea should be beating that Porto side. Um, and who's the other one? PSG. It's PSG Bayern. and. Oh, oh, PSG Bayern. It's got to be. It's got to be Bayern. Surely, um, there's no better team it, in the in the in the. On whether. Mr. Mbappe turns up. Yeah, and obviously no. Robert Lewandowski's Robert Lewandowski's yeah. injured for Bayern. Varane and Ramos are out for Real Madrid, so like, changes the whole complexion of the Massively. Champions League, basically. Lewandowski being out is huge. I think. I think that's yeah. bigger than any. I think that's bigger than Van Dijk being out for, for Liverpool. Really? Personally, yeah. I mean, I'm with Bayern. Like the majority, 
the vast majority of their goals come from Lewandowski and like who comes on for him? Chupamote. Chupamote. <laughs> yeah. There's no strength. His that. agent, his agent has got to be by far and away the cleverest man in football. Honestly. How he's how he's done that, I'll never know. Uh for me, I think Bayern will win. I think Chelsea will win. I'd be quite quite sad for Porto, to be honest with you, but I think Chelsea will win. City easy win, and the only the only difficult game to call, to be honest with you, would be the Liverpool game. Um, I think the problem with Liverpool and Real Madrid are they're quite sort of they're sort of teams that are like limping kind of thing, you know, they're like wounded animals. Um, yeah. But I'd probably go for Madrid simply because I don't like Liverpool. Yeah, that's my only reason, to be honest with you. I rate the logic. Um, right. Shall we move on with the uh, the questions? I like this question. I've really enjoyed asking this question both times we've had guests on. Um, who or what is your football guilty pleasure? Ooh. <sighs> guilty pleasure. Uh, oh. Can I, can I have some examples of some answers? Because my mind's kind of gone black. I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> right. We had our first guest gave Jose Mourinho, I believe. Did he? Or was it Balotelli? I think he did Leeds as well. On Leeds, Leeds United. And our second guest gave, you may know, the the uh, old Chelsea um, physio, Eva Caniero. I believe that was her name. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful So that one. was a guilty pleasure. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we had a little chat about that too. Um, I don't know. As soon as you asked that question, right? All I thought of was like in my sad boy hours, usually people like listen to music. I watch Eden Hazard tributes. Like I watch like <laughs> Goodbye Mr. Chelsea. I watch that. That's like, I watch it a lot now. So I think that is actually a guilty pleasure or that's just like a measure of how depressed I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, if I was a guilty pleasure, probably like, oh, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Is it a guilty pleasure? No, I, actually, it is. It is because I don't tell anybody about this. I always check the Sunderland scores. Is, I always check really? the Sunderland scores to I make sure that they don't fan. make it out of League One. Uh, I always, uh, I always <laughs> watch to make sure they're not making it. What coming out of League One? Yeah. I'm, I'm that person that's like my team would never concede if I was in the room. So I'm like, as, as, as soon as they, Sunderland know that I'm watching them, they'll lose. They'll automatically not go up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I always keep an eye out for the Cardiff score as well. Yeah, I don't know what you are. To be fair, so always, like, always keep an well, eye on the near one. Right know. up top, I have to get it out of the way that they did lose five. Yeah. But even though we yeah. lost to Preston and, and to Birmingham. and Birmingham on Friday, I just had to get it out of there that they did lose five one. So I can, I, you know, very well said. Make sure that Sunderland stay in the squad. Loki, I really find it. But Loki, I, I really want to see a Tainui derby because I remember 15-16, amazing season. As I like, keep on going on about it, but like I remember <laughs> watching like Mitro score ahead in the Gallagher end and some random like hooligan jumping on the pitch and celebrating with him. And sometimes like, I reminisce over that, and I'm like, I miss that. Like I want to see that again. And we yeah. haven't seen that now for like what five seasons. And Loki, we might get it next year in the championship. So like yeah. that's not something I want to happen. But yeah. if it does happen, I don't mind. It's almost like a silver lining. I felt like that when when we went down because we'd had sort of one derby in the last eight eight years when or two yeah. really when when Cardiff were up for the season we were both there and but the season didn't the season we went down she went went, went down up. they went up yeah and then they came straight back down because obviously <laughs> and then we had we had that derby because the derby we went or did you come to the you didn't 
I didn't. Were you there? I was, I but was the, when I say the atmosphere, the by far and away the best atmosphere. I'm sure I read somewhere that the when Ben Wilmot scored that header, that somewhere some you know something happened and the noise created like the same sort of vibration as like an earthquake and we were on the Richter scale in that particular area <laughs> of Swansea. All my life, it was amazing. There was limbs everywhere. People were flying all over the place. My mate nearly ended up in like row A and we were in row ZZ. It was crazy. Can, can I ask though, like I always liked Swansea, like Brendan Rogers, Scott Sinclair, like the OGs, right? Mm. And I even liked Gilfie Sigerson. Gilfie Sigerson was pretty cool. And the fact you got 50 mil for him, just like, like, bravo. But as in like, how did you guys, like, where did it all go wrong? Honestly, where does it all go wrong? I can There's, pinpoint that. We can, can pinpoint that. Yeah, with, we can um, pinpoint that with about two six American weeks. owners. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. They, we had a big takeover from this American consortium because of various reasons that we won't get into we won't, onto this discussion. Good, We've had a lot of allegedly. Uh, yeah, stuff. alleged. A lot of allegedly. A lot of maybe ifs, buts, and all that. But uh, yeah, they took over, and then one thing led to another, they ended up sort of scratching the back of one of their mates called Bob Bradley. You may remember him. Brad Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, that was, as we've said many times, probably the worst six weeks of our life. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Because you, you used, like stayed up like one season. I remember like, was it Paul Clement? Paul yeah, Clement. Paul Clement kept you up? Stuff, yeah. yeah, somebody kept, when, when was that? When was that? 16, 17? 17, 18, uh, I believe. And then 1819, we went down. 1920, 22. Oh, was it? I can't oh, remember. No, you, know, you might be right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. You are. Yeah, because right I remember Tammy was there for a bit. Tammy yeah, Abraham was there for was, a bit. He was, yeah. Dreadful for us. He <laughs> wasn't great for us. Dreadful for us then... as well, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, well, we, well, we all know the feeling. He's your top scorer. Yeah, I mean, he stinks. He actually stinks. <laughs> he's actually he's on fraud watch. Tammy Abraham is on fraud <laughs> he's watch. On the fraud watch. <laughs> like the fact that he's got a contract at Chelsea Football Club is just like it really God, gives me it. hope that one day I can make it pro <laughs> because he is a genuinely terrible. Like, like I think Gareth Southgate like three or four years ago thought that Tammy Abraham could become what Dominic Carver-Lewin is now mm. but now they like still try to persist with Tammy Abraham and I'm like bro you've got Dominic Carver-Lewin you don't need Tammy Abraham nobody needs Tammy Abraham like bro <laughs> go back to Bristol City bro like the fact he's still in my club just annoys the hell out of me and people are like oh he's been he's been snaked by the club oh they're not playing him oh Thomas Tuchel d- doesn't know what he's doing I'm like he is genuinely like I can say this with my whole chest he is terrible. <laughs> like he is terrible. He's a tap-in merchant. He's actually a tap-in merchant. Very interesting because I think all of the goals he scored when he went on loan to Aston Villa the next season because he was with us in the Premier League. Then he went on to Villa and I think all the goals he scored were from inside the box. Yeah. I don't think he scored a goal from outside of the box. He's, he's, he's not that type of player that the score... 20 yards, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 I mean, you know, but I get it, but it's, like, it's, it's not like he's scoring tap ins in the clutch, like he's scoring tap ins against Sheffield United, mate. Like, <laughs> it's like my nan could score tap ins against my uh, against Sheffield United, and she's in a wheelchair. Like, it's not gonna, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, it's not hard. Uh, uh, to be fair, like, he scored some good goals last year, like, his hat trick against Wolves was, was very good, but apart from that, like. You're not really. You can't have Tammy Abraham as your starting striker in the prep. No, like I I'm not having agree. it. Not if not I if you're a top six you. side anyway. Not yeah. Like if you yeah, if you're like, like Crystal Burnley. Palace and you're rubbish, yeah, then yeah, like yeah. yeah 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 he'll fit right <laughs> you're in. Rubbish. You'll fit, <laughs> then he'll fit right in. Like honestly, if you want terrible football, have him as your striker. The fact that he's playing above oh. Giroud just annoyed the hell I'd out. T- of I'd take him as Swans now. I take. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that because you. Nah, if you'd seen us this season. 
I Stick Banker Bango up front, honestly. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Well, Tommy Abraham is not going pro. Tommy Abraham is not going pro. Oh, I can't. I can't. Alex Hunter, he should, he should have just stayed in FIFA. Like, he shouldn't have actually gone into real life. Oh, where were we? Favorite. Uh, um, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. I just had no, to. I had to. For the people like, like you. For anybody who's <laughs> listening, right, if you are still support Tammy Abraham at Chelsea, yeah, get out of our club, honestly. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like DT, but get out of our club. <laughs> These views are the views of TFE, not yeah, of the no, podcast, no. by the way. Yeah. Uh, by the All way, right. um, Tammy, if you're watching this, I love you. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, so moving on. Question number six. Oh, I just point what? out that it's very unlikely that Tammy Abraham's going to listen. Yeah, to highly likely, if not. Unbelievably I'll, impossible. I'll tag him in the well, he's, he's not doing anything else with his life, so like, <laughs> you might as well start watching YouTube videos. What does the game mean to you? Um, okay, back down to earth we go. Uh, what does the <laughs> game mean to me? Uh, I enjoy playing it. Um, and recently, because of TikTok, like I said before, it's made me appreciate football and footballers and what they can do, showing like, like they are like the elite level of footballers. And when you're like, bit like, the best players in the world. Like I have appreciate, I appreciate that for you. I appreciate that for you. I just appreciate it basically. Um, <laughs> for everybody. But yeah, like apart apart from that, like it's just it's just a vehicle for my happiness basically. So yeah, I love it. But it's funny when you when you asked me to come on a podcast, like it was like a month ago or something. Like I was starting to fall out of love with football because like, I started watching loads of basketball and getting way more interested in that. And I was thinking like, I was thinking like. Football is just, it's so repetitive. It's so repetitive. I I love basketball. I love watching the Lakers. I love watching the Bulls. And I find basketball is so end-to-end. Like, you go up there and it's like, you know, the game will finish like 112, 106 or something like that. Like, there's lots of scoring. lots, And then you'll go from that to like watching a Premier League game that'll finish like nil-nil. Or a Burnley Crystal Palace. Or even a Swansea. Like, we watch a lot of Swansea and, Mm. you know, we lost one nil on the weekend. And it's it's not a good game to watch, you know? So it's I I can sort I can certainly see what you mean but about like, you know it's, watching basketball. It's not even like watching the game like I like obviously because it's your team you have an emotional attachment you kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. when you sit back and look back at it, you're like oh I just wasted ninety minutes watching my team just like get like this weekend when we lost to West Brom I was like I've literally spent like a, like two hours of my life watching us get beaten by Sam Allardyce like you don't know how bad that feels <laughs> um, but like when I say basketball it's like the Americanism of like of like how commercialized it is like every little move that happens in in basketball is like scrutinized like i don't know if you watch first take uh, with like Stephen a and max kellerman where like this year there's a team called the brooklyn nets and they've just gone super sane with like who they're who they're buying and stuff not even buying who they're bringing in the team and it's just like when i see that i'm like when i watch uh, when i watch football i don't get any of that like it just seems like the same teams win the league all the time the same teams win the cup especially now when man city just don't dominating all the cups it's like when i saw wigan win the fa cup in 2013 that was amazing but that's not going to happen again that's not going to happen again um but yeah apart from that to answer your question appreciating greatness that's what football needs to me <laughs> good answer never never has somebody fitted the podcast so much never yeah, ever. no i know <laughs> just absolutely waffle it just absolutely yeah. waffle that's it just, that's what we do that's, that's, that's all we do, we do um okay so looking back on sort of the last 12 months so, sort of football in the time of Corona, if you like. In the last twelve months, what what has been your your favorite football moment? So, sort of what's been 
the one standout thing that made you think that made you sort of forget about all the all the crap that was going on outside of football? Um, the uh, the Champions League uh, when it was in Lisbon that was that was really really good. I really liked that. Like I remember. I always used to say Eden Hazard better than Neymar. Or I used to get caught up in the whole like player versus player comparison. But when I watched Neymar against Atalanta and even Neymar against Leipzig, he scored zero goals, got zero assists, and he missed some big chances. But that shows how great he was that even watching him just like move the ball about, I was just like, this guy is just sensational. Like he is truly unbelievable. Uh, so watching that just like took me like nothing else mattered. This sounds like so wet, but when I watch Neymar, nothing else matters. Cause I'm just like, this guy could do stuff with the ball that like nobody else could. Like I always say, I think Neymar had the potential to be better than Messi or Ronaldo. Like he actually, he was that good. I thought he would be, but obviously it's, it hasn't happened like that. I, I read but, something about Neymar that like at the age of 19 or something playing for Santos, he came eighth in the Ballon d'Or. Sorry, what? Like, something like that. I read something like that the other day. I, Is I that legit? I, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I, I saw it on Instagram. Something like Sam's that. usually pretty reliable, to be fair. Yeah, something like eight or ninth. I, I, it was something about 18, 19 he was, and he came like top 10 Ballon d'Or. But didn't he just score that pushcast goal yeah. of the season? Or they like, might have I been that, that tells you, I think that proves your point, that he had yeah. potential. But going back to the, the Champions League last year in Lisbon, I want that to happen every year. Not Corona, I don't. Want, not lockdown. <laughs> like so, the last four, of the Champions League, or the last, or the quarterfinals, I think it was, wasn't it? I want that to be a mini tournament every year. Yeah. Like, imagine just one leg, neutral venues, eight teams. I think to that's me, a better that idea. Perfection. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but like. When I think of like Liverpool, Chelsea, Anfield and Stamford Bridge, when I think of like yeah. Arsenal, Chelsea's, Chelsea, Barcelona, anything involving Chelsea it, it, at, at nighttime in the Champions League knockout rounds, yeah. just like, ITV, it, that's something that I would love to do. That's something I would love to go watch. You ask me about my bucket list, that would genuinely be on my bucket list. To watch mm. Chelsea in the knockouts of the Champions League, actually playing well and actually having a chance to go through to the Champions League like semis or finals. So like from an outside perspective, like I enjoyed it because Chelsea weren't involved, like it being in Lisbon. But if my team's in it, I want to be there. Like I want to be there at my stadium rooting for my team. Um, yeah. But I did think it was good. I didn't think it was good. And um, I called it. I said everyone was was uh, giving me crap when I said that RB Leipzig would would beat Atletico Madrid. And they were like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Atletico are amazing. Oh, Yao Felix, all this, that and that. And I was just like, when they won 2-0, I was like, who's your daddy, huh? Who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah, I called this. I called this and you, you you all laughed at me. You're not laughing now. You're not laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's a bit different though, because obviously I watched them all. I watched all those games as a neutral. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of, if if your, I imagine if your team is there, it would be different. Like, if 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 Swans was somehow in the quarterfinals, by some League, stroke of luck, right, we would need we would need Jesus up front for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about the one who plays for Man City. <laughs> um, but I think I'd want it down the Liberty. Under the lights yeah. with the fans, like I yeah. suppose, I suppose it does. It does differ. I've never really considered it like that. Neither have I. When he said um, that, I, it complete yeah. like I never because actually thought like about it. We've got no imagine the Champions League anthem teams. down at the Libby. Imagine the Champions League anthem down at the Libby. Ben Cavango just like, as the cap, as the caps <laughs> next to the ref, just like this. These are like that. Like that's that would just be that would be beautiful even, to watch. It would. I can't even bring, bring my myself eyes. to think about that. 
I can't even Honestly. begin to think about that. Like, like, like Newcastle used to be in the Champions League back in the day, like before, just before I was born. And like one day when they come, to, when the Champions League comes to St James's Park at a full house, yeah, yeah, it's curtains for anybody who we're playing. I don't care if we're playing PSG, Man City, Real Madrid, anybody. Right at St James's Park, we oh, Newcastle will just do the business. That is ch- watching Chelsea in the knockout rounds. I've, I'm sorry, I should have answered your question at the time you asked it but the bucket list now I've changed my answer <laughs> bucket list now will be Chelsea in the knockouts watching them in the knockouts of the Champions League and watching Newcastle group stage knockouts whatever St. James's Park I just think that would just be electric Special. that would just be electric yeah because yeah. even even the Europa League in 2012 was amazing but imagine yeah, like we had the Europa League didn't we a couple of years yeah later we did that, that, was a, we won it, didn't we? that um, was a good that was a good year for us yeah Beating Valencia the way we did beat Valencia. Really, we had a chat yeah. about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, we so did. It's probably we couldn't even beat Valencia away. So yeah, fair play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, but they were good back then as well. They weren't too bad. Yeah. They weren't too bad. Um, so final question. It's been it's already the pleasure. end. It's already the end. It doesn't time fly when you're having fun. <laughs> honestly, honestly. But the final question: What is your favourite footballing memory? Okay, right. A uh, little story time. Final story. Go for it. Basically, I was you'd start. yeah. Final, final story. Final story. Um, in like back in the day, like when I was when I was a young little whippersnapper, just cutting about Newcastle. Right, <laughs> my dad did not enjoy me wasting time watching football. Like he just thought it was a complete waste of time. Um, and we'd gone on holiday to like I don't know if you lot went on caravan holidays, but we went on a caravan holiday, full J Cartwright style. We we'd gone on a caravan <laughs> holiday to Scotland, right? And um, uh, we were in Scotland at the time. And basically, I remember the day of the Champions League. I was like, tw- I was twelve years old for some context. And uh, we'd just gone to some castle. Uh, and then I was literally saying to my dad, oh, can we go home? Can we go home so we can watch the Champions League? And he was like, no, like full alpha mode. Like, no, we're just going to waste time. So we don't watch the, So we don't watch the Champions League. And I remember we went to like some marina, like near the castle. And I was, as a 12 year old, I was vexed. I was in the back of the car, like fuming. I was like, Chelsea are in the Champions League final. And I can't do anything to watch it, right? And uh, basically, long story short, we got home with like 45 minutes. Like it was like after 45 minutes, we got home. And I went to the caravan and the TV wasn't working. And I was like, this, this can't be happening. So I've, I've run, I've sprinted to like the little reception uh, down the bottom of the, like, of the caravan site. It was like half a mile. But for me, as at 12 years old, that didn't matter. I was doing the Champions League <laughs> final. I need to get there. And I was just like, oh, 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 my TV's not working. My TV's not working. <laughs> and the guy was like, so I remember the guy behind the desk was just like, okay, cool. Uh, like I'll just come, I'll come and fix it. Like he's so blasé about everything, and um, so he's hopped in his little his little van, and I was like, oh, can I come inside? And he was like, no. <laughs> I said, but it's like me as a traveler, I didn't realize like why he was saying no to this, but I was just like. <laughs> Why, why, why are you being like this? Like, I've just ran so far. And he's basically, I've gone back to the TV and he goes, yeah, the TV's broken. So I begged my dad. And by this point, by, by, the, by all this is done, 90 minutes is over. I've not seen the drug beheader. I don't know what's going on. Oh. I've, literally, I've literally said to my dad, oh, please, like, I've been begging. Please, please, please. Can we just go, can we just go watch it in like, the pub there? Uh, in the like reception and like me as a Muslim like obviously my dad's never taken me to a pub before ever and somehow he took me so like in hindsight <laughs> I really appreciate he took me so dad I love you papa I love you so much for doing that right and as we were driving up like we were listening to it on the radio on my dad's Nissan Note right 
and uh, it started cutting out and it was the Robin penalty. I don't know if you remember, like in the 105th minute, Drogba, yeah, Drogba yeah. tripped up Robin and it was the Robin penalty. And as we were driving into the reception, it started cutting out. So I didn't know if Robin had scored or not. And I was just like, <laughs> this, this, this is real, by the way. And I was like, this can't be happening. This actually cannot be happening. So I ran inside, ran to the pub and everyone's celebrating. I look at the score and it's still 1-1 and I was just like, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, right? <laughs> and I was, I was so happy. I was so happy. And basically, like, it's ran down 15 minutes. I do not remember the last 15 minutes of extra time, but we got to the penalties. And basically, um, it got to Ashley Cole's penalty. I think it was still, like, level. And um, I remember some sc- Scottish woman just screaming, going, like, do it for Cheryl, do it for Cheryl. <laughs> and I, was, I remember that vividly. I remember that more than the Drogba pen, right? And, like, it just, uh, Ashley Cole was scored. And then, basically, Bastian Schweinsteiger missed. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, we are going to do this. We are going to do this. And then uh, Martin Tyler goes, uh, like, I can't remember the line. I should remember. I'm a fraud for not remembering it. But like, Didier, <laughs> it was like Didier Drogba was like last ever moment as a Chelsea player. But obviously, like, came back two seasons later. So it doesn't make any sense. But like, he, he was like, oh, uh, Drogba's last kick. And in my head, I was like, last kick? What? He's leaving. And I was just like, what? Like, how have I missed this? How's Drogba leaving? And then he scores. And I was just like, <laughs> Vamos! Like we won the Champions League, like we won the Champions League, and like we stayed for the for the whole celebration and stuff. And so, yeah, that when I think about that, that is that makes the Champions League final more special to me. Rather, I would in hindsight, I'd much rather that than me just being at home and then just like watching the Champions League in my front room. Like that for me makes me be like, I don't want Chelsea to win the Champions League ever again. I want that to be the moment. <laughs> I want that to be the pinnacle. So yeah, for I, me, I, I love little stories that, like that though because you. Sam's Alex, you got were, his own. Yeah, for the playoff yeah. final, they were all in the stadium. I was in France. Yeah, I was on holiday in France. And you gave I this one to Weber last week, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, it was like a playoff final day. I ended up like, like I, I thought that's not going to be on anywhere. I went into this tiny little pub. There were four red and three or four red in France sat at the front. And I was like, oh, it's on. So I literally watched us get promoted in France. And I think, my, like, from, I wouldn't have changed that story. I would have preferred yeah. to be there than in the stadium. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because it's like what it means to you, isn't it? Like, yeah, now, yeah, you, yeah. now you're going to tell that story to, like, your kids who are, yeah. are going to be little Swans fans. You'll be like, I remember yeah. I remember when, when we when we beat Reading at Wembley. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, quality for coming on. Absolute um, quality. I've really enjoyed this one. It's been a good one. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, Do you want to have like 30 seconds, plug your like socials, whatever? Um, Yeah. Uh, Follow me on TikTok, The Football Explainer. Uh, I'm not going to be posting on there till June, but when I do, uh, it will be okay again. Uh, YouTube, I'm (laughs) going to be starting like posting more on there. I'm The Football Explainer on literally everything. Twitter, actually not on Twitter, on YouTube, TikTok and something else but basically youtube tiktok and twitch yeah so follow me in all those places but yeah apart from that thank you very much for having me on yeah we've really absolute enjoyed it. Thank pleasure you for, um thank you for coming out it's been a pleasure um as for you guys listening we will be back next week with a q a episode so our instagram is at send him off podcast and our twitter is at send him off pod c1 because our, because the handle was too long. Um, don't ask, yeah, don't ask. <laughs> we didn't know. Um, so Slight oversight touch, on my part. Get in touch with your questions uh, and we'll we'll answer them. No matter how wacky your questions, we will have a go at asking, uh, answering them next week. But uh, we'll see you then. Uh, that's it from us today. Uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy your football and we'll see you next week.
Take care. Bye.